BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome back. What's new at VSEN.com? Nigel Seeley, best bets on the World Cup every day. We're down to eight after today. Adam Burke and Adam Kramer early handicapping the college bowl season and the Circa Friday football invitational. Updated standings and graded week 13 picks. Kazarian one spot ahead of Chuck Edel. It's what's new at vcin.com. And here is the man. Let's go live to Cutter. Nigel Seeley, our guest at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. I know I was. Uh, you, you're on every day with us. I watched you on Bet Rivers with your podcast. You're having a, the time of your life here. And you, you've had what, what, what grade do you give it so far with your time at the World Cup and your stay? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely been an A-plus, Paulie. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, it's definitely been an A-plus. I think a lot of the negativity around it was obviously unjustified. Um, but but for me, I've had, I've had a great time. I mean, I, w- I wish I could show you the backdrop of where we are now. Beautiful. Uh, the, ocean, the ocean is coming in. You can see the stadium uh, where Brazil played last night. I'm staring right at it. it it's made out of shipping containers right on the, on the bay near the airport. The planes are coming in off the ocean. And the, uh, the waves are happening. And the... Uh, this, this stadium, they're, they're taking it down to the ground next week. They're never, never going to be seen again. <laughs> uh, just for the World Cup, 45,000-seater stadium will be gone uh, today. And I'm just staring right at it now with two massive cruise liners coming in. Private boat. I thought when I saw the private boat coming in, I thought it was you and Paul. Uh, you and Mitch. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't you on the private yacht this summer. Yeah, well, four years maybe we'll do that uh, when it comes out here. Great call yesterday with the extra time and we go to penalties. Great job by the the keeper with Croatia to save three of the four. Uh, back at it, 
coming up in a few hours. How about Spain and Morocco? Spain, $2 uh, on a three-way, three sixty to advance. Morocco, great call. You had them to win the group at a big ticket. What do you? Any thoughts on the first match here? Any tip? I don't think it's going to be as easy as a lot of people think with Spain. I think Spain, they're... Um... They're a side that always tries to score that perfect goal and tries to make 50 passes instead of three passes. When it comes off, it's beautiful to watch, as we saw against Costa Rica. But since then, they've struggled. They threw with Germany, and then they got beat by Japan. I know it was a, 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 a fringe team of, uh, of Spain, but there's always this kind of big question mark about the Spanish or whether they try to do too much. Um, they're a young team, a very young team. And the Moroccans are wily, and they're very experienced. And I think this is going to be a really, really, really difficult match for Spain. Um, I would, you know, I would think they would probably progress, but um, by getting one goal start with Morocco and the Asian handicap, where the, the game is a push, if Morocco only lose by one goal, I like that play. The other thing you'll mm-hmm. find this, this, this evening or this, this morning over in the, over in the states is that when you when you see the live pictures, there is this will be probably about 90 percent. Moroccans in the stadium. There's a huge Moroccan uh, contingency and fans over here in the city of Doha. Not many Spanish. If you walk around town, you don't see many Spanish. Okay. Uh, lots and lots and lots of Moroccans here are going to be very, very popular. And I think that plus one goal would be my angle here. I, I don't think it's going to be easy for Spain at all. This is going to be a difficult game. You were talking about this on your podcast. Uh, 23 matches now have gone over two and a half goals and 23 times both teams have scored. It, you also got into how many games were nil-nil at halftime. What do you expect moving forward now when we get into into the uh, the, the final eight or even put but the last two matches today? So with ten matches left, well, I, I think I think that, that these are going to be very close matches today. I mean, I wouldn't rule out any more possibility of draws or possibility of uh, extra time in both of these games. That's how close I think they'll be. But I think the second game might be a little bit closer than the first game with less goals because we'll come on to that in a little bit. But with regards to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, you're going to have eight teams in this competition and everyone apart from probably Croatia. I don't believe Croatia can win the World Cup. I think they're going to go into the, the, the into a match against Brazil and I think they're overwhelming un- underdogs in that game. Mm-hmm. But seven teams will think they can win the World Cup. You can never, you've never seen that before in World Cups before. You've usually got it to the quarterfinals with eight and maybe three can win it. This time, seven teams, you've got a genuine chance of winning the World Cup. And so you're going to see very tight games. I think we're going to go back to that sort of first round of fixtures where we saw a lot of unders. We saw a lot of low-scoring nil-nils because the stakes are so high now, aren't they? I mean, a place in the last yeah. four as well. And when we get to that sort of semi-final stage, it looks as though we're going to see Argentina be Brazil and possibly the winners of uh, well, the winners of England be France will probably play either Spain or, or Portugal. All those six nations, they are, there, is, there is nothing between them. So we are definitely going to be heading back to that first group stage with very low unders, very low draws, and high probability of draws and penalty ch- penalties because the stakes, the, the fear of losing, override the, uh, the, 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 the exuberance and the, uh, the confidence to go out for the win. They don't want to lose. They don't want to give anything away. And that's where we are this World Cup. Okay. Portugal, Switzerland, total of two and a half. Under minus 140, Switzerland, excuse me, Portugal 220 to advance, $1.15 in the three-way. What do you, could this be KG and Nervy? Definitely. I mean, the, the Swiss are notoriously very, very hard to beat, and they're a very, very underrated side. When they come through to the airplanes, they'll have me now. What do you hear the airplane? It might be quite low. It's very low. But uh, 
when they when when Portugal when Switzerland qualify for the World Cup, they come through uh, against some very very tough opposition, including Portugal. They also played Portugal in the Nations League Cup competitions. That the Swiss also knocked out uh, Italy uh, in the qualifications. Italy didn't qualify for the European Championship because they couldn't beat they couldn't beat Switzerland over two games. I think Switzerland are probably one of the most underrated teams in European football. They have an exceptional wow. goalkeeper. They have an exceptional work ethic. They have an exceptional coach. And they are not a, not a team of individuals, but they are a team. With Portugal, the totally opposite applies. They are a team of individuals, and they aren't a team. Uh, Ronaldo is, is causing friction. I can see already some of the reports that the managers come out with. Yep. And I don't think all is well in the Portuguese camp. Whether or not I, I would bring myself to bet against them in this game, I am not 100% convinced. But one thing I do expect, I do expect this to be really, really close. Um, I like the under two and a half of goals. Again, I'd probably be inclined to bet Switzerland plus half a goal. I want to get with both dogs today on the handicap. I think that's the best way. I'm not going to say there's going to be an upset, and I don't think we should be rushing to bet the minus money on the two favourites. But to get the draw uh, on our side, in both of these games, in regular time, I feel is the best strategy because I think they're both questionable. I think the best, the best teams in this competition by far are Brazil, France, Argentina, England. I think those four mm-hmm. are, are, are right up there. The, the, these, the, these nations, I'm not convinced, including Spain, I'm not convinced by them. So um, I think, I think this, this could be a really interesting day in the World Cup competition. And I think if you were, if you were a bookmaker and the betters were betting Spain and Portugal with you in the parlay, I think that's a heavy parlay because I'm not I'm not convinced that one of them. I, I, I'm not going to. I don't know which one's going to going to lose, but I don't think one of these will progress. I don't think it will be a Spain Portugal final. I, I, a quarter final. I think one of them might get beat here. All right, the draw plus two fifty at DraftKings. Looking at it now. Follow the money. Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Nigel Seely, our guest at Seely underscore Nigel on Twitter. Uh, they were a machine. Uh, they jumped all over South Korea yesterday. No problem. You think Brazil's too short then? To win in ninety minutes against Croatia? No, I think uh, I think. Well, but the first thing last night, I mean, I, was, I spoke to you yesterday, and I said I wasn't very impressed with uh, Brazil from right. an offensive point of view. I was very good defensively. After twenty-five minutes, I was made to eat my words. They yeah. were absolutely sensational. That, that was a real statement, and uh, it was a privilege to be in the stadium last night to watch them in goal. Some of the goals were just poetry, emotion. Um, I think they, they really made a big, big mark last night in the competition. The only reason they are the low price to win it is because they run into Croatia. And Croatia just had to play 120 minutes of football, come through extra time and penalties. The Croatians looked absolutely exhausted mm-hmm. during that game. In the extra time, they looked absolutely exhausted. And then they've got it to run into a fresh Brazilian side. Neymar, their best player, has been on the sidelines for two games. Uh, uh, Vinicius Junior hasn't really performed for two games. Ricarlison has been rested as well. But that is a dangerous, dangerous prospect. I think that's the easiest task, and no surprise, in the quarterfinals, that will be the easiest task. I expect Brazil to win that comfortably by at least a two-goal margin, and that is why they're the low-price favourites they are. The other games are much more difficult, but what we saw last night was a real statement from the tournament favourites. Yeah. Um, whether, they're, whether they're valued to win, because, you know, it, 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 you know I, don't, I, I wouldn't still bet it bet them, but to get to the semifinals, I think their path to the semifinals is, is a very is very very lucky one but once they get to the semi-finals an Argentinian side that have played them three times this year and they haven't beaten and then probably France England Spain in the final that's still a tough order for the Brazilians but uh, 
Last night, they come to the party in a big, big way. 90 seconds left. The Premier League is back the day after Christmas. What do you expect from these leagues when, when this is over and the, and, the, and the guys go back? Well, I think for the big clubs like Manchester City, Liverpool, I think they've got a massive advantage because a lot of their key players aren't at the World Cup. Haaland isn't at the World Cup. Mo Salah's not at the World Cup. But I think for teams like Arsenal, they've got a lot of players at the World Cup. For teams like Tottenham, who have a lot of players at the World Cup, I think they might take a little bit of time to get in their stride, and I think you might see mm-hmm. some shock results. But for, for Manchester City and Liverpool, I think it'll be business as usual, and they'll move up to the table. But for Arsenal, who are challenging for the Premier League title, to have, what, 20, 20 players over here in the World Cup, their whole start at 11, uh, I, I don't think they're, you're going to see the same form as what we saw before they headed out to Qatar. All right, my friend. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Take care, Paul. Do the best, mate. All right. There's Nigel Seeley. Again, we start with Spain and Morocco. We take the goal with Morocco. And uh, under with Portugal and Switzerland. Under two and a half coming up in the late match. And then uh, the heavyweights right back at it Friday. Great point, too, about Croatia playing so long in extra time. And now the short turnaround. And Brazil just put their feet up in the second half. Brazil as low as 260 in 90 minutes to beat Croatia. The first match on Friday. And then Argentina-Netherlands will be the late one. And then, uh, you know, Friday-Saturday, two matches, and then we'll know who uh, the four teams are left going into next week with the semifinals. Up next, back to the NFL. Updated odds to win the awards. We talked about a player last week who was in triple digits. He's now below 20-1. to Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsen.com. Check the current betting splits data where the money and bets are moving every game. It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see the changes in all the action. Check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way. VSEN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits every game at vsin.com. we Last week, we mentioned Jacobs' triple digits to an offensive player of the year. Another big performance in the win against the Chargers. He is 18-1 to now for offensive player of the year. He's minus 150 at William Hill. He's minus 175 at DraftKings to lead in rushing yards. His lead right now is 184 yards. Nick Chubb is yep. number two. And he's up by uh, many more yards right. than that over Derrick Henry. I remember what Action Jackson, what Zach told us, who covers the team for the Athletics, said about lack of carries for Chubb moving forward. Eagles shut down Henry and Barkley, and I was uh, right. all the way down to the, in the 10-14-1 to 14 to 1 range after he's had some so-so games. So Ch- Jacobs continues to open this up, and we'll see how he does if he plays, but he should, uh, how he does Thursday against the Rams. Right now, he was questionable for the game this past week. Didn't matter. He was very good yet again. And you're exactly right. Limited with the walkthrough yesterday. But that's, come on, it's a Monday short week. They play mm-hmm. Thursday night. Coming off of a tough win against the Chargers. What a season. God. What, what was he? Contract year again? Yeah, uh-huh. right. Play, playing for another contract right. sure. And the ultimate, what could have been? I mean, still an outside chance they can make the playoffs. But this was definitely a playoff team. Uh, blowing all the leads and uh, the no-show against the Colts. And uh, what happened early on for the Raiders. Uh, MVP, Mahomes plus 125, Hertz plus 175, Burrow 6-1. to one. Tua took a big hit after struggling against San Francisco. So uh, MVP race heating up. The other, yeah, Mahomes is $8 to lead in touchdown passes and also a good size favorite in, uh, in passing yards as well. Well, he's only up by five. For the touchdowns? Yeah, he has 30. Wow. Allen and Burrow each have 25. You know who's number four on the list? Well, with the, I think that's a that's a safe lead though, because what's what's a bad game for him, right? Well, he had a bad. It was a quote bad game for him on Sunday. Yeah, when he had one touchdown. Yes, Rodgers and Geno Smith. You're have kidding. Twenty-two. Wow. He has a four hundred yard lead over uh, Burrow for passing yards. By the way, the MVP thing, mm-hmm. mm, I didn't bet it, but Hertz was still around what plus four fifty last week, which. He, he, I don't know. I mean, I know Mahomes looked like he was running away with it, but 
But some of these numbers, I think, lately have gotten out of control. Like, Hertz was still around 5-1 to one last week, and he's been he's right there with Mahomes neck and neck. Who'd you give it to? It's a great question. It's a tough call. And I think it'll come down to that Dallas game, too. Everyone will be watching. There's only two late games on Christmas Eve. That's your big one. Well, Everyone I'm, will be watching Philly and Dallas. If, he, if he's so-so and the Cowboys win... And uh, Mahomes gets the Chiefs to the one seed or the or the two. I mean, it, it's a tough I'll, call, but I think it's going to be Mahomes. I'll go back to what I said yesterday. What if Burrow beats the Bills? In fact, what if he beats the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and they beat the Bills? So in the last month of the season, he's going to have wins. And he's putting and, up big numbers. Well, then yeah. what are the numbers, though, too? He's got, he has 25 touchdowns no, I'm saying right is, now. Is he putting big numbers yeah, up? Yeah, sure. Okay. sure. But what if, and what if they win the division? Which is absolutely yeah. possible right now. And yeah. then he's going to have December wins over... Mahomes, Brady, and Josh Allen under that scenario? Um, I think he's going to yep. be live then. Okay. Remember, Joe Burrow came on like gangbusters last year and made it very intriguing down the stretch who was going to win the MVP. All right. Could happen. Good race. Like the other races. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Walker, who's now hurt with the ankle sprain, 2-1. to one. Watson, eight touchdowns the last few games, plus 225. Wilson's three to one after he torched the Vikings and Olave right there too. He had a big drop, his first drop of the season. He did, but he put up numbers. Olave plus four fifty. This is going to go down to the wire too. Yeah. So what's the overall handicap here? I'm holding Walker preseason sixteen to one. I'm her, uh, holding Watson from three weeks ago at three hundred to one, and we can kiss our uh, Damian Pierce tickets goodbye. You think it's it? Yeah. Yeah. He's like they're, they're going to win. They're going to win two games. Yeah. Top, so that's so that's rough. I mean, he yeah. was right there as the co-favorite or one of the yeah. favorites only two weeks ago. Is it? Um, I have nothing on Olave. Nothing on Wilson. Wilson was ten to one recently. I think Wilson chances really. They're actually. How, I mean, come on. With Mike White as a starting quarterback, he's going to eat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, he is. That's right. The targets are going to be there. Probably the catches as well. And my God, based on what happened last week, a lot of yards too. Maybe the Packers pull Rodgers though. But uh, again, he had the touchdown when when Love came in there as that well. Watson, might, so that might be a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Where Love uh, goes to him all the time. Now I know you're ticked off, and you were talking to Femi too. Femi is baffled by this, as many are. Sauce is now as high as six dollars to win Defensive Rookie of the Year over Woolen. Woolen plus four fifty. I just don't get it. There was an excellent write-up on The Athletic. Uh, the guy who covers the Vikings for that team did a round-by-round, round, as he called it, with uh, Jefferson versus the Jets secondary. Now, Gardner was on Justin Jefferson 14 times this past week. Um, Jefferson had two catches for 14 yards. I don't know the overall number of targets that he had or not, but it was close. Um, Jefferson got him a couple of times. That touchdown that Jefferson caught was not on Gardner. Mm-hmm. That was on Reed, I believe, for the Jets. But Woolen again, and I'm I'm watching a little bit of the red zone with the volume on Sunday, and Scott Hansen, they made it a point to show the INT by Woolen and also to show a really strong pass that he deflected to make up ground on the receiver, and it was a beautiful play because he's so long and lengthy, and he just went up like that and swatted away. He brought up making a run here. But he had another INT. His numbers are incredible. They're much better than Gardner's when it comes to the stats. And it, just because the Jets played another game, it, Gardner, more juice on him now. He was minus $3. Now he's minus 5 minus 6 like you talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Comeback player of the year, Geno's $9. Ah, man. Barkley, 5-1. to one. Barkley was minus 255 a month and a half ago. Month God. ago. Wow. Had a huge win and a great comeback on that final drive for Geno. 
and he played well against the Rams. It looks like that those yep. Barkley tickets preseason twenty five and forty to one are going to be no good. Uh, what do you make yep. of the defensive player of the year? I always thought this market was nuts. Mm-hmm. Parsons is having a great year. You can't deny it. But he was minus ten dollars or higher before Sunday. Then Bosa had three more sacks. He's got fourteen and a half to lead everybody in the entire league. And now, so Parsons came back to minus four fifty, and there's it's a two man race right now, according to the odds. I would agree with that. Bosa's plus two fifty. Yeah, I'd give it to Parsons, but right, we'll a lot see of football it. left. That's right. The key five. You're right. Just same thing with Coach of the Year. Sirianni minus one seventy. O'Connell, the second choice, plus three fifty. Uh, Salah, uh, Salah, twelve to one at one book, eight to one at another book. He's the third choice. And I, th- I thought McDaniel dropped too low after the loss. I mean, that was... Now McDaniel's like 15-1. to 1, He is. 16-1. Yeah. to 1. I think that goes too much on wins and no, losses, to be crazy. honest. No, it's crazy. Right. So, and, and so, by the way, on that note, do you really think just because the Vikings held off the Jets at the goal line, O'Connell should go from where he was to plus 350 and Salah should no, go No, from- he, he made some horrible decisions in that game. O'Connell? Well, absolutely. I totally agree horrible. with that. He gave the Jets three points. Before halftime. Bingo. And he, he, he ran the ball third and seven. Right. Inside his own five. And they were out First game down by, ends the game. Yeah, they had 200 fewer yards in the Jets. And just because of a loss no. to the Jets, Salah goes from no. five or six right. to one to 12 to one. That's but crazy. Right, but they're tricky, though. I mean, because their schedule's so tough, and, and I don't know how good they are. Uh, certainly, uh, it's a completely different offense now with them in there. But you, you go to Buffalo, you figure to lose. You have Detroit at home, you have Jacksonville at home, and then you go to Miami and uh, Seattle. So that's uh, maybe more losses are coming. Maybe they miss the playoffs entirely. But then if you look at that gauntlet, you say, well, they make the playoffs, I'm going to give it to them. But again, I, I still say, and I've said it for months, if Philly goes 15-2, and two, shut it down. I don't care that they made the playoffs last year. 15-2 and two is going to do it for this guy, or, what, the, or the one seed, 14-3. and three. What if they're 15-2, and two, Vikings are 14-3? and three. And they'll look at it like, well, Sirianni's in his second year. He did make the playoffs. I'm talking about getting in the voters' minds now. The Vikings were a disaster under Zimmer. They lost all these uh, close games. Now yeah. they're finding a way to win every single week. Yeah, I also think he'll get a lot of credit for saying, look at the improvement by Hurts, though. And look at how good the offense is. That would be your, your totally quarter, fair. Quarterbacks in the MVP mix. You know, that's a great race. Um, but then again, Miami could still win this division. And Miami could win 11 games. And uh, he, he's sitting there at uh, sixteen to one. I'm curious how voters look at the comeback player of the year, because Barkley is legitimately coming back from a pretty serious injury or multiple injuries, and he's having a really good yeah. season. They're in the playoff mix. Geno Smith was just—he was an afterthought. He was a backup quarterback. Yeah. So he's coming back from being a yeah a bad player. We got tweets on this. They were excellent. What the hell was Matt Ryan to lead the league in interceptions? After he was that bad, not only was he, they said Ellinger was the guy the rest oh, of the year. The rest of the year yeah. And then Saturday said it in his introductory press conference. Matt Ryan leads the league in picks. He's up two on Detective Mills and Allen. <laughs> they said, Come on. Those odds must have been huge. Oh, no, they had, I mean, he was, he was, that's it. We won't see him again. Now, up oh, there he is. There's yep. Matt Ryan again. Yep. And who knows if he'll play the rest, of, well, how they'll treat it the rest of the year now that they're out of it. But that that's wild. You're exactly right. Do they go back to Ellinger? Or do they have somebody else on the uh-huh. roster they actually want to trot out there? Right. And if they shut Matt Ryan down, then, you know, Rodgers still has nine. That must have been a huge ticket. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, how long will he play as well, right? Paul Stone up next. Bowls. And how about this? They just played. 
was a 23-point game. They'd be favored in a rematch. Paul Stone next, college football, straight ahead. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Back at it, lace them up. More World Cup. Nigel likes the Portugal match under. Log in every single match day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. They have the latest odds, lines, and boost to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the app today. Get on the action at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Paul Stone joins us now. Paul Stone Sports. Follow him on Twitter as well to talk a little college football here. Thanks for the time, sir. Uh, are you surprised in any thoughts on the semifinal matchups here at Circa? They're, they got down to seven on the Michigan TCU game. And uh, what did you, what did you make? You made a bet on Ohio State Georgia. If you can talk us through the two semifinals and what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- this game uh, opened on Sunday. Michigan uh, TCU, Michigan favored by you know nine, nine and a half at, at a lot of places as the market settled on Sunday. And I really thought, uh, not that I necessarily agree with it, but I thought the money was going to come on Michigan. And I really felt there was more of an opportunity uh, that we would see ten, you know, Michigan minus ten before we would see them only laying seven to the Horn Frogs. So I think you know if you're a TCU better. Uh, that's your tendency to, to support the Horn Frogs there. You want to kind of wait because I don't know that it's going to drop below seven. But I'm surprised at that movement. And then at the other game, uh, in the other game, Georgia, Ohio State, you know, we were talking uh, that uh, many respected betters took the uh, points with the Buckeyes. I, on Sunday, I took Georgia at minus six and a half uh, there at Westgate. As much of the market uh, was at minus seven. And then just. Uh, Seconds later, Circa opened the game, I believe, at minus six. So, you know, it's a guessing game, and that, that's kind of the way it goes. And uh, But I've got Georgia minus six and a half there. I, I just think the uh, the Bulldogs, they're battle-tested. Ohio State coming off of a 22-point defeat. I think there's more questions about the Buckeyes than the Bulldogs. Okay, and uh, we'll talk about this more on this coming up. But at Caesars, they have the potential national title matchups up. They just played, as you mentioned, Michigan won by three touchdowns on the road. If that's the championship game, they make Ohio State two and a half against Michigan. Yeah, I made Ohio State minus one, and most of the people, you know, most of the people that I, I follow and communicate with have the Buckeyes as a small favorite as well. Uh, you know, anywhere between one and uh, two and a half. So I think that number's right where it will be. Obviously, some things could happen in the semifinal matchups if that championship game was uh, to come to fruition. But I think that's right where it should be and right where it would be if those teams uh, meet again in a uh, historic rematch. Paul, what's your best guess at what happens between this Louisville-Cincinnati bowl game? Louisville huh. currently laying a two, uh, they're laying two points uh, in this matchup. And, of course, the angle here is that their head coach, now their former head coach, Satterfield, took the Cincinnati job. I tell you, Mitch, you kind of framed it perfectly. Best guess. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what, uh, you know, we never like to be uh, guessers as uh, as handicappers. But, you know, you're really taking educated guesses at what's going to happen. And not only do you have the coaching angle, you know, I don't think there's any question uh, that Scott Satterfield was not um, universally loved there at Louisville. A lot of fans, you know, he's been on the warm seat, it seems like, for the better part of the last couple of seasons. 
Uh, it was time to go. He saw an opportunity. He took it. You would think his current players or the players that he left behind, rather, there at Louisville would be motivated to play their former coach. But one of my big questions is Malik Cunningham, the Louisville quarterback. He's draft eligible. He started close to 50 games in his collegiate career. So this is a game I'm going to wait and see because I'm not seeing anything yet on Cunningham's uh, availability for this game, whether or not he will play. Brock Doman's played a lot of football for Louisville this year, uh, but he is no uh, Malik Cunningham, obviously. So I'm going to wait and see. Uh, if Cunningham plays, though, you know I'm going to try to hit Louisville quick because I think Louisville is going to be uh, motivated to play Cincinnati, a team that will also be with a, a new coach next season. Now let's go over what you played. Uh, new Orleans Bowl, December 21st, Western Kentucky against South Alabama. Had a hell of a year. They went 10-2, and lost on a last-second field goal at UCLA, and lost at home to Troy, who went 11-2. and You laid seven with South Alabama. Take us through your thought process here. Yeah, and, you know, this is the new age of, of college, uh, handicapping college football games. I mean, everything changed forevermore six years ago when Christian McCaffrey became the first uh, player to uh, begin the so-called trend of opting out of bowl games. And there's a key opt-out in this game that being Western Kentucky quarterback uh, Austin Reed. You know, Reed threw for over 4,200 yards this year, 36 touchdowns through the air. He can also run the football, ran for eight more. Their backup didn't play uh, hardly at all. Reed was in the, you know, he was on the field most of the time for the Hilltoppers. You look at South Alabama, this is their first bowl appearance since 2014. They were supposed to play in a bowl game last year, I believe, but I, I think that was one of the games that got canceled. But uh, South Alabama got to be hungry to be back on the bowl scene. Western Kentucky just not the same team without Austin Reed. So I took the Jaguars minus the seven over Western Kentucky. December 22nd, Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor against Air Force. What would you do here? You know, this is a Baylor team that there's a lot of uh, sentiment out of, of Waco that they're a little bit disappointed in their bowl assignment. Air Force is a team that plays well in bowls. It stands to reason that they would be a difficult bowl matchup because of their unique option offense. They've covered four of their last five bowl games. One thing with Air Force, you don't have to worry about opt-outs. The Falcons are going to—they're going to send the roster. They're going to be playing a Power Five team. I got them yesterday at plus seven. I like the Falcons to uh, perhaps beat Baylor in the bowl game. Paul, the money, Paul and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone, our guest, Paul Stone Sports Podcast, and at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. College football handicapper. Uh, this is December 29th, Cheese It Bowl. Well, you want to talk about power, right? There's been a lot of talk about that with the Alabama situation. Oklahoma was favored in every game but one, yet went six and six. Here they're a dog against Florida State. What'd you lay with the Seminoles? You know, again, this is a situation of, uh, you know, who's going to be available. It's part of the, the informational handicap that these bowl games have turned into. And Eric Gray, Oklahoma's top offensive player, uh, their leading rusher, he's opted out. Several other players, including some offensive linemen, have opted out for Oklahoma. They're going to be one of the most impacted teams in the bowl season by opt-outs. On the other sideline, you have a Florida State team. Jordan Travis, uh, he's going to return next season, playing at a high level. The Seminoles can enhance their preseason ranking going into next season. I think it's clear they're going to be a top-ten team. I think Florida State rolls the uh, Sooners, laid the seven with the Seminoles. Okay, and Sugar Bowl, 
Alabama against Kansas State. Again, opt-outs. Uh, what'd you do with the Kansas State-Alabama game? Yeah, listening to, to you, Matt Eumann's, uh, you know, earlier today on the program, you know, pretty much the same thoughts as Matt. You know, this is an Alabama team that we, we saw what they did uh, against Utah in a similar situation uh, in a bowl game that really didn't matter much to them. We saw what they did more recently against Oklahoma in a similar situation. Alabama plays for the gold ball. They're not only going to be without numerous players, I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of motivation, a whole lot of incentive. Kansas State, what would a, a victory over Alabama, even in a you know a, a non-New Year's Six Bowl, what would it mean for that program? Kansas State beats Alabama in the bowl game. Okay, and one more, also December 29th, Alamo Bowl, uh, you, you, Texas against Washington. What a year they had, ten and two. Too bad they lost to Arizona State. One play away from being eleven and one. Uh, you took the points. How many did you take with uh, Washington against Texas? And tell us why. Yeah, you know, this game yesterday, you were seeing, um, it really, when it opened, first of all, when it opened uh, at uh, a sports book uh, other than Circa on Sunday, I think it was like three and a half, Texas favored. Then it kind of settled in yesterday afternoon at six, six and a half. I saw seven at Circa, took Washington plus seven yesterday afternoon. This is a Husky team that's red hot. Michael Penix Jr., uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They've won six straight games. Uh, in that winning streak, they beat Oregon by three. They beat the Oregon State by three. Uh, again, like you said, a two-loss team, but their losses by seven and eight points could be 11-1, even 12-0. and 0. So I took Washington plus seven there in San Antonio in the Alamo Bowl. All right, my friend. Thanks for popping on. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck. And with the contest. Good luck to you guys. Thanks for having me on. There you go. Paul Stone. The Bulls start December 16th. Two games. We kick it off. Bahamas Bowl. Miami against UAB, Miami of Ohio, and then the Paul Good's the Cure Bowl. I wanted to see these guys play the big boys, but Texas San Antonio against Troy in the Cure Bowl on that Friday. It's a fun game. Yeah, it is. You notice this uh, Oregon number? It, it, I saw it below ten. Now it's eleven at some spots. Uh, Bo Nix evidently is going to play in the game. The total is uh, now creeping up to like seventy-two in that neighborhood right now. OC left. Doesn't bother you? Yeah. At the, okay. Wow, all these guys, the movement here. Well, yeah, that's, I don't know what you do. You're right. The Cincinnati game against Louisville. My God. The the number in the portal, oh. I think it was early yesterday yep. afternoon, was around 670. And then it just kept going. It kept skyrocketing. And it was more than 1,000. How about Sanders leaving Oklahoma State? Yeah. What a pickup that guy would be. They can play. You're right. Yep. The, the numbers were uh, staggering. What happened? Again, point spreads available to bet on all four potential college football national title games. And how about this? Only one NFL game had a bigger right this regular season. On the handle of this game, it was huge. We'll tell you what event it was coming up. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy football and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests. Compete for your share of 40000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, last filling. Got to be 21 celebrate responsibly draftkings.com for details this was uh tweeted out by max meyer at caesars and i know uh, you were listening to chris andrews when he said this you were blown away by by what happened with a sporting event with the handle oh i mean this this was fascinating to me uh yeah this first of all the max meyer tweet over at caesars when he said the handle for the usc versus utah pac-12 championship game was unbelievable the only football game nfl or college think about this that topped the handle for USC-Utah this season was the NFL opener between the Bills and the Rams. Can you believe that? All season long, only one game topped it. Perfect storm. Game sold out. Diehard fans, great fan base. USC and Utah. And uh, can't get enough. And the point spread was juicy, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect spot with the point spread. Right. And no, you're and for you know people coming to Las Vegas from those two markets. Competitive game. On a Friday right? night. Yep. This was also Chris Andrews, who's been in this racket for a long, long time. He joined Tim Murray and Sean King, VSIM Primetime, weeknights 
at six o'clock Eastern right here on Visa. And this is at uh, this is an hour before kickoff last Friday night here in Las Vegas. Again, listen to how popular the game was over at Chris Andrews joint. How busy is it right now with USC and UCLA, or excuse me, USC and Utah in town? I got to tell you, this is, I can't remember a bigger game than this. Now, we probably had a couple of championship games or maybe even a couple of playoff games, college I'm talking about. But this is the biggest betting game that I can remember. And tell you, I can't remember the other one that, any bigger than this. This is like a, this would be like a major pro game, like a, like a major pro playoff game. Tons of business. Of course, having it here in town isn't hurting at all. And, uh, you know, we're so crowded here at the South Point with all the rodeo stuff going on. We just got a ton of people in here, and uh, the betting's been fantastic. The city was going, I mean, tick, you oh, couldn't get a, a hotel tick, uh, hotel room under $300 with the rodeo. Buzzy. What was going on yeah. with, with Utah fans and USC fans? And if they won, they were in the playoff. So perfect storm. And you're talking about an NFL playoff game, Micah. Yeah. Can you imagine in two years what this sucker's going to be? You know, and then we're we're getting oh, the fi- we're getting the final four too. There's another one. Yeah, but but just like that, that'll tell you what the 12 team playoff is going to look like for That's the right, handle. Right, right. Event. It'll, it was it, an event. It'll it'll challenge the NFL playoffs. My That's God. how big this could be. Yeah. So um, fascinating. Yeah, I, I you know you never know at certain books, right? When Nick Bogdanovich used to be over at William Hill, and we would talk to him. Uh, after like big events, and he would come on and say, "Yeah, you know, guys, the UFC this past weekend bigger than like an NFL playoff game." We're like what? We knew it was a good card. He's like, "Do we? The bets would not stop yeah. coming. Huge well, bets coming in from all over." I can't remember where it was placed, but certainly it helped. There was a nine hundred thousand dollar bet on USC. Uh, I think that was I there. I think it was at Caesars. Yeah, okay. I think that's why the handle was so there big. You go. Yeah, sure. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, at Caesars, all four potential national title matchups are up, even though they just played. And Michigan beat them by three touchdowns. Ohio State would be two and a half against Michigan. How would you bet that game? Well, you have to, you have to consider Ohio State's going to beat Georgia then. Right. So that's what that would do to the power. And oh, my God. And, prisoner. and how does Michigan look against TCU? You know, that's fascinating, though, as well. If, if Michigan blows out TCU, and even if Ohio, yes, they would uh, beat the big boy here and knock off number one. But still, people would be prison in the moment and just say, wait a second. I just watched this game. They punched him in the mouth, and they couldn't do anything about it. Well, this and it was is, on the road. Yeah, it's a carbon copy of what happened last year when Alabama smoked Georgia in the SEC title game, and Georgia was a pretty mm-hmm. large favorite in that game. If I recall correctly, they were in the touchdown range, maybe touch seven there for a little bit. Alabama destroyed them, and that was after Bama was looking shaky against uh, Auburn in the Iron Bowl. They met again in the national title game, and... Georgia was still favored, but a much smaller favorite. And you heard people make the case all across the country. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm riding with Georgia this time. I don't care that they yep. just got beat by 17 or whatever it was. They're going to win the game. And they killed Bama in the title yep. game. I'm with Paul Stone. I like Georgia uh, in the semifinal. And uh, it's surprising here that they take big bets here. But they, they got down to Michigan 7 against TCU. Georgia would be 8 against Michigan. Well, it didn't go well last year. No. I mean, that thing was over early. And uh, I would expect Georgia to win by double digits if that's the national title game, too. Are you intrigued by Michigan Lane 7 right now? Do you want to do that with the Wolverines? I'm with Paul Stone. I thought yeah. this was going to creep closer to 10 than, than I, 7. Right, right. So it makes because me... Because the disrespect of TCU all year. I mean, even, by, even by respected guys as well. I mean, it's not just one by... But Brad Powers, with how much... How many breaks can go your way and the, and the injuries and the close calls, but find a way to win. You know, we got to give them respect. We did see it this year with both these teams. They don't, 
they don't care about your your ticket that you have. The TCU cover against West Virginia was oh the, god. If you had the Mountaineers, wow. and I know p- several people who did, that's one of the worst beats of the entire season. Well, Matt mentioned he knew Har- He thought Harbaugh knew what the number was. How about Brom? What are you kicking field goals for Man. there? You don't think Brom wanted the cover? You want to cover or win the game? That's a tight game at halftime. We kicked a field goal fourth yeah. and six from the ten. Down, what were they down? And then Harbaugh goes for two yeah. to put it on 17. That was a fun one. It was another one. I'm like, oh my God, he's killing me here. Yeah. Okay, so you're on the Georgia okay, side right. then. Against yes. Ohio State. Yes, and, against, and if they play Michigan in the title game. Yep. Yes. I would be, I'd, I'd back you with that. Maybe Georgia money line right now, or right. just to win it outright. They're like minus 135, minus 140. I also bet that. I bet Georgia even money to uh, win it all a couple weeks ago. Okay, that's good. Uh, and, that's, and I also came back and took Ohio State 12 to 1. Anticipating that the Pac-12 would mess this up, so uh, and uh, Andy Staples was phenomenal yesterday. You can check that out on, on the podcast. But um, uh, imagine if it's Ohio State, Michigan for all the marbles. <laughs> oh I would actually God. love to see that. that would I really would, even though that's going to cost really me a ticket be. on Georgia. Yeah, but that but, would be that. That would be fascinating to me. Yeah, and he wasn't that concerned. But uh, I, I do like the fact that Kirby Smart can scream and yell at him about what happened in the second half against LSU. So do I. Sure, and I, I see their A game. Their A game has been unbelievable the last couple of years. Well, when they when they have to bring it against, yep. when they know they have to bring it against other teams that could be a threat, I mean, it's just total destruction. They're so good. They have uh, so much talent. It's you know what he said yesterday, Staples. They're they are Ohio State. They're the same program, but they just have better better players and better athletes. I would be concerned with how uh, Kansas State threw it on TCU too, and the success that Howard had. Oh, I have, could, yeah, be a, yeah. could be a big problem for him. Right. Dad, that's I again, you're betting numbers, not teams. Seven, Michigan. I thought for sure I was going to be dealing in no man's land the entire time and probably not have a bet. Yeah. But now that it's down to seven, what a story. I'm intrigued. Yeah, sure. What a story, though. I think 200 to one to win the title before the season. Our, you, uh, Dustin got, oh. our producer got TCU at 80 to one. Uh, Dustin, November 4th? November 8th? Early November. Yes. Wow. Yeah, uh, everyone's like, well, the loss is coming. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They're uh, out. He uh, he showed me the ticket last week, and I'm like, D- when did you bet that after they beat Oklahoma, which I think was like early October? He's like, no, no, yeah. it was like November 8th or something. I'm like, November 8th? Wow. Well done. Yeah, it's a good ticket. Good ticket. Until they lose by three touchdowns this week. Sorry, Dustin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, time for the pro tip of the hour here. Paul, Paul Stone with a couple of good ones. Yes, and, he had several. So well, you're talking about a lot of factors here. Yeah, yep. Uh, you have uh, motivation. You have resting starters. You have the transfers. You have quarterback situations. All that comes into play. And it was big with his bet on Kansas State with the opt-outs with Alabama. More could be coming. Uh, coaching uh, moves as well and quarterback situations. It all came into play with uh, games he gave out earlier. And that's the pro tip. And you can get them. We do them every hour here on the network, 20 a day. And go to vcin.com. And if you're a subscriber, you get all of them. You can sort them by show and by sport. Yeah. I really liked what he said about Air Force when we had a good chuckle no about opt, that. Yeah. No opt outs there. Like, They're not opted out. Nope. You know that for sure. They're not going to rest. Um, also, the quarterback situations for Florida State and Washington. And uh, Washington, yep. he, they were seven. He grabbed Washington plus seven, but I still think six is worth a bet, too, with the Huskies against Texas. And uh, always a good sign when Michael Penix, who, funny, was never up for the Heisman this year, although he led the country in like some key categories, and they had a really good season. 
uh, he announced that he's going to come back next year. That's really, really good for that program. How do you feel about moving to the playoff where uh, uh, you get the bye if you win the conference title game? That you're, that that's gonna people are gonna get ticked off. I know they are. You're gonna get someone of oh my god, there's a four loss team and they shocked the world. So now, now they're a top four seed. So now they're actually gonna go from having the title games being, in my opinion, completely meaningless. Now they mean everything. Now they mean everything in the world. Yes, it's like right. oh my god. Yeah, he's right. Follow okay, the money. Sure. But I would have a problem if Clemson is a three seed this year. Right. Like that's an issue. That was the flaw. What's the reward for Michigan winning the conference? They would get Alabama. In the two seven, that's Ohio right. Ohio State would get Clemson in the three six. Wait a second, they benefited by losing that game. Yes, they did. When you look at it, now that's people are going to be screaming, "Holy hell!" For sure. I'm not so concerned about the you know teams that are left out, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth no. best teams. No, that's not going to be an issue anymore. But this is going to be cool. Imagine when it happens for the first. What would Utah be? They would have been the four, the four seed. Yes, with three losses. Four, the four, the five. I think the four. Yeah. We will uh, recap that truly disgraceful loss last night coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 